0: We're going to talk gold, we're going to talk uranium, we're going to talk jobs, it's opening day for baseball, go Cubs, there's also a lot of fucking stupid going on out there, we're going to talk Marjorie Taylor Greene, we're going to talk Sarah Palin, we're going to talk Louis C.K., we're going to talk a lot, I'm Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host Mr. Nick Hodge. And this is our weekly therapy session, otherwise known as Bizarro World, therapy session 164. Nick, it's not going to be light on the curse words on this one, so I'm warning you all right now. Turn it down if you have kids around. It's, this isn't the one. There's a lot of fucking stupidity happening out there today.
1: I've been traveling and I missed out on a lot of it and I had a lot of writing to do. So you're going to be informing me about uh, some of it. So it, it'll be reactionary in that capacity. Uh, I saw Sarah Palin's thong once in the green room at a conference. I don't know if we've ever talked about that on on this uh, podcast, but um, that was back when she was all milfy and, and, you know, not that she's not anymore, but um, anyway, that's probably not appropriate podcast. We told you to get the kids out. (laughs) You got to tell the story because that's a great story. I mean, it's not really a story. We were speaking at the same conference. I've told you how I met her husband. We've definitely talked about this and that on this podcast. And uh, she was getting ready to go out. I don't know if she had just been mic'd up or was getting mic'd up. And, you know, she was moving around doing her things. And little pink thongs was popping up out of the back of the skirt. And I was thinking, no, Miss Palin. Who are you, girl?
0: Well, maybe she'll bring that old thong back. She, uh, she wants to get in there. And, uh, you know, she's running for office again in Alaska. She wants to... You know, it's Congress, uh, t- is that what yeah, it is? running for Congress, taking Don Young's spot, who who passed here in the past month or so, beloved figure in Alaska politics, whether you were a Republican or a Democrat, Don Young was somebody that really fought fiercely for the state of Alaska, much like Ted Stevens, who, who you know, whether you agreed with his politics or not, if you lived in Alaska, you knew he was out there fighting for his constituents on both sides, I think. You know, I think that gets us right into the fucking dumb, dumb of the year. Marjorie Taylor Green here, right? Because when I think about a Don Young and I think about a Ted Stevens and I think about, you know, a Sarah Palin and a Marjorie Taylor Green, the difference in politicians, right? The difference in just respect for common sense is a generational split. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Mr. Stevens and Young... Uh, Mr. Young, we're older, obviously, in age, right? Um, this new brand of politicians on the right and on the left tend to be more clickbaitish, but it's getting really fucking ridiculous out there, Nick. Uh, let me explain the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing. This is a woman who refused to show up when the Capitol Police officers were being honored and given medals of honor um, for defending the Capitol. We gave the cops that opened the doors we'll talk about this in a second too, that opened the doors. We gave those cops a lot of shit on this podcast, right? Because it was really obvious that there were, there was quite a bit of a law enforcement presence that actually encouraged these people to come in. So much so that the first defendant charged in the January 6th insurrection riots was just found not guilty. It's the very first one to be found not guilty. And he was found not guilty because he was able to prove that the police invited him in. He was able to demonstrate that they opened the doors for him. So the jury said, well, if it's trespassing and if it's obstruction of justice, you can't be obstructing something that the officer walked you in towards. Any reasonable citizen would believe I am being allowed to do this. I have a president that told me to come down and I have a police officer.
1: was breaking the law too.
0: Yeah, there you go. And that's that's the catch 22, right? But in this case, the jury found him not guilty. said, well, if you're charging him with trespassing and that he shouldn't have been there, then the cops shouldn't have opened the doors for him. So that guy's not guilty. But back to my Marjorie Taylor Green. So the woman that refused to go honor these officers for whatever reason, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was sick. Maybe she fought with her husband. Maybe, who knows, maybe the meds were off. Maybe she just having a bad day. Maybe she had a medical emergency. I don't know. She refused to go. So now <laughs> she's filed a complaint. You're going to love this because you don't know the story yet. Against Jimmy Kimmel. She has filed a complaint with the same Capitol Police that she didn't want to go honor saying that Jimmy Kimmel committed a threat of violence. And so she's filed a complaint. Let me, t- let me tell you what Jimmy Kimmel said. This was said on the Jimmy Kimmel show, the late night talk show. He said, in in, in reference to Miss Green here, this woman, Klan <laughs> mom, Is especially upset with the three Republican senators who said they'll vote yes on Ketanji Brown Jackson, who congratulations, the first black woman Supreme Court justice in this nation's history. Congrats to her.
1: Confirmed, yeah.
0: Confirmed. And so he goes on to say who's nominated for the Supreme Court. She, referencing Marjorie Taylor Greene, tweeted, Murkowski, Collins, and Romney are pro-pedophile. They just voted for KBJ. Wow. And so Jimmy Kimmel goes on to say, where is Will Smith when you really need him? <laughs> <laughs> and Marjorie Taylor Greene, who once called for the, the execution of, of, of Nancy Pelosi, who I don't care for either. She said that she was guilty of treason and she should be executed for her crimes. Can't take a joke. So much so that she's filed a complaint with the Capitol police and now it's under investigation. These are our elected officials, y'all. These are the people that I'm supposed to like willingly write checks for via my tax dollars and hope
1: they get it right. Certainly not willingly. Holy smokes. I mean, you've said it right from the beginning. It's it's an entire ball of clickbait. I mean, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I, you know, I don't have much time for for her. I don't have much time for Congress. What I would say is, uh, you know, it's symptomatic, it's symptomatic, right? Of the dearth of leadership and the vacuum of leadership that's going to be filled here in the next five years. And uh, for right now, it's just a literal train wreck that you'll hurt your neck if you look at it too much.
0: Some really, really forth-turning stuff. Um, we'll get to the markets in a bit, people, I promise. It's been a week. Louis C.K., who was apparently canceled, he, he, he just won a Grammy. <laughs> Did you hear Amy Schumer's joke that she was mad? She couldn't tell? No. Do you want to hear
1: it? Yep.
0: <laughs> well, we're all familiar with Alec Baldwin, right? And, and the unfortunate, unfortunate, this isn't funny, right? Um, horrible tragedy where he discharged a weapon and a woman... Uh, ended up dying for it right and so (laughs) amy schumer wanted to tell this joke but after the will smith thing she wasn't allowed to right she said don't look up is the name of a movie more like don't look down the barrel of alec baldwin's shotgun
1: (laughs) and why wasn't she allowed to tell (laughs) it? because
0: they said it was too controversial and too racy which again come on y'all can we take a joke can we take a joke
1: So now you're going to have to talk about Twitter, which is really going to be the the meat of the podcast and Elon, because the free speech is, um, you know, gone down that road now where you're being censored for jokes. Right. And, um, that's not a world I want to live in. That's not a world that's conducive to creativity. Mm -hmm. And, um, we've talked about this a lot, the, the canceling, the shadow banning, the, um, fabrication of facts youtube and social media for um and even things that turned out to be true True. later on right and so anyway um i'm sure we're going to talk about elon purchasing a stake in in twitter because you know one of the questions has been you know and it's a perfect discussion i love talking about this stuff is you know who what is the bastion of free speech? Where does that buck stop? Right. If it's a private platform, then like Twitter is, you know, they kicked off the president of the United States. Right. And they were allowed to do that because it's a private platform. Yep. Um, And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Um, You, where is the line, et cetera. And, you know, we like, you know, private property rights and, and, we believe in, in in corporations' ability to do um, what they want to to do. We talked about it last week. Citibank and, and yeah, and um, you gave a couple of examples uh, on both sides mm-hmm. or whatever you you know your worldview is. Um, and so, did I just lose my train of thought? I hope not. Um, I think think you
0: got it. We were talking about cancel culture and, you know,
1: living in the world. Oh, so what is is the line on Twitter is the thing. And so on the one hand, you have that where we embrace corporations' rights um, uh, and and like private property. And then on on the other hand, you have what I would call like the critical mass factor, right? When you have a platform that is – I don't know if it was Elon or someone else who called Twitter this the de facto public square, right? Yeah. Where where you have so many millions of people um, that it, that it's you know a quasi public space, right? Because because everyone hangs out there, and so um, you see here Elon taking uh, measures into his own hands and using the the framework of capitalism to um, come up with a, a solution, and it's a solution that not. We, we can't all do because we don't have billions uh, of dollars in capital to deploy, but he was able to buy the uh, stake in Twitter. It's nine. the best 10%. billionaire troll to ever do it, man. Right. So if you can become the largest individual shareholder of a company and get a board seat, then you can change the direction of, 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 um, some of that canceling, some of that shadow banning, um, some of that lack of an edit button, for example. And so, um, you know, he was doing polls about do you think Twitter has stymied free speech? Do you guys want an edit button? All while buying a 99.9% stake. I love it. You guys, I mean, whether you like Elon or not, I love his approach to trolling. No, this was great. I'm, not, I'm sure you've got stuff to add. But, and at the same time, it's, Um, Again, uh, symptomatic or emblematic of of what's going on and the solutions that emerge when it's time for solutions to emerge, right? You get... Uh, a younger generation stepping up to, to 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 fix things, and you even had um, Jack Dorsey sounding uh, semi remorseful about uh, the internet that he's helped create. And so um, here you have it's and it's that you know that cyclical things so when, when it gets all the way to the we're banning people for saying that masks don't work when they don't work, then you get a, a solution that comes in right. And I'm not saying that you know Elon Biden Nine point whatever percent of Twitter is gonna gonna fix everything, but it sounds like he did have beef with uh, their approach mm-hmm. to free speech, and and he does want to to take some steps to um you know bring that back the other way, right? Agreed. I tell you, one
0: young man that won't be launching this fourth turning into overdrive is Madison Cawthorn. Have you heard the story about this little guy? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: See the orgy guy? He's
0: the orgy guy. So he's a 26-year-old freshman representative. Representative of you fine people, whoever the fuck voted him in, right? And so recently, he was doing an interview on a podcast, as one does, and he said, corruption and unethical activities exist in Washington. It's an undisputable fact. If you don't think that's true, you've not witnessed the swamp. He then went on to say... <laughs> that he was invited to a sex-fueled orgy. I'm like, what other kind are they, right? Um, and, 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 and it witnessed cocaine use. And so obviously- Cocaine-fueled orgy. A yeah, um, cocaine-fueled orgy. There you go. Good answer to my question. Um, and so this was great. And this was on Fox News because I, I like to read all sorts of different news because it's amusing from both sides. I love the way they framed this. Um, so leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican leader out of California- I'm um, called a meeting with Mr. Cawthorn and and said that he he was demanding um to know which GOP members were involved in these cocaine fueled, sex fueled orgies, right? And um then this is the quote. The quote is great. He said, I just told him he's lost my trust. He's gonna have to earn it back. And I laid out everything I find is unbecoming. <laughs> and so I have a question for Mr. McCarthy. Like are you mad because he told? Are you mad because you haven't been invited? Are you mad because it's happening? He didn't really clarify what he was mad about. Um, I, or are you just mad that he's not telling you the names of the people that were involved in the cocaine sex field orgies? I don't know what it was, but it's been a week with these politicians. It's been, it's been a whole lot of crazy this week. And uh, yeah, I thought it fitting to lead the podcast off with that because this is, after all... A therapy session. And man, if I wasn't in such a good mood about baseball and life and everything else in general, I'd be pulling my hair out this week. These fuckers are crazy.
1: So, you know, I didn't know about <laughs> a, a lot of that. And I saw that he said there were orgies, but like you, I was confused about who was having the orgies and, and, and what any if any repercussions there would be. So, and like you, I was happy about other things. I was traveling, I took the kids to Disney. And so I wasn't caught up on a lot of this stuff. Um, And what I guess I would say is, um, but going back to that, that dearth of leadership, like hey, when I was traveling the past couple of weeks, it, you know, and we are, you know, reopening, right. Despite lots of flights getting canceled, which, which maybe we'll talk about. Uh, I know we're going to talk about jobs, so I'll slip it in then just like the the congressmen do, apparently. <laughs> um, zing. <laughs> um, <Ba-da-ba-da-boom. laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I guess what I was saying is that, you um, well, I'm not entirely sure, but you know when I was traveling the past couple of weeks is certainly in the uh, the Disney park and, and adjacent little you know town and things mm-hmm. like that. It, it, it didn't seem uh, well. there's a lot of things, but you know uh, I didn't hear anything about Congress or, or politicians. And um, we are at that clickbait point, right? Where and it's becoming very. Very see through. Very the veil is very thin about you know the rising gas prices, and, um, and we'll see certainly when this economy starts to shrink here when we get the the Q1 GDP number and uh, people get statements from their their retirement accounts and, and they're going to start to to see that there's this facade of leadership, right? That um, nothing has um, really been done. They're paying more. Their investments are. Are, are worth less and their dollar is going less far so and this is sort of li- a literal dog and pony show right now and, and i guess i'll stop talking about it because i don't have much else to add i mean all that stuff is just so out there it's like i can't even put it in my in my framework of of things that i take into account for my day-to-day life because it has such a small impact on me right like yeah, you know, I look at whatever interest rates and, and where the S and P is and where gold is at and, and what the dollar's doing. And sure, uh, policy to an extent has a, an effect, but uh, the policy has been um, stalemated for for so long because there's such partisanship that uh, nothing gets done. I know you had cannabis uh, on the the list too, and, and we'll get to that, but. Um, anyway, there's just no leadership. You'll see government spending start to shrink this um, year. The, the the talk of stimulus is going to have to come back because I'm not sure what else garners attention and, and votes in a climate like this. And so um, well, that's about it, I guess. There are things that are so obvious
0: that it, 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 it makes you want to question yourself. Like, is, is this real? Like, is it is it is it this simple? Is it really just going to go this way, right? Um, the direction of Fed policy is is we could be off on the amount of rate hikes and we might be off on the timing. Uh, you know how the story ends, everybody. We just had a jobs report where jobless claims are matching a 1968 low, meaning people are working, right? People are out there. And yet the wealth inequality in this country is also probably at levels not seen in decades over decades over decades fueled by central bank policy fueled by central bank policy not just here we're we're seeing riots in in peru over rising fertilizer prices which means more expensive food we're seeing a president president castillo who regardless of what you feel about his personal ascent and his political ascent has now got a serious crisis that I don't think he actually survives. I don't think he survives this go around. They've tried to impeach him twice. People are taken to the streets and you can't contain inflation. You're not just going to put it in a box, by giving people a 10% raise as he's attempted to do. um, And and, then trying to pacify the populace because people that are hungry, it becomes a little bit of a different thing than I've been waiting for my Tesla for seven months. No, I haven't ate in two days. is a whole different kind of uh, inspiration. And you talk about fourth turnings, you know, we're exporting inflation or exporting central bank policy around the world. We're creating wealth inequality that's going to take a long time to recover from, and we're at an inflection point. Not, not just this country, but in, in in a lot of places around the world. We're 20 minutes into this, We haven't even talked about war. The images coming out of the Ukraine. I saw a grandma sitting for two days, waiting for somebody to come pick her up while she just saw the the the, the place she lived in just completely obliterated. Um, it takes 20 minutes of madness to even get into that. That's how crazy and a bizarro world this world we live in is right now. It's insane out there. And this is a happy guy talking like my health is great. My wife still loves me. My kids are healthy. They're responsible as all heck. Life is phenomenal for me, but man, when I look around, it's either phenomenal for people or it's really, really tough and getting tougher. And that's the part that kind of gets me a little bit.
1: Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I probably won't recall at all. You know, the, the world events are laying bare um, sort of the changes that need to be made, right? And then the problems with the inherent system. And that's the, that's the bizarre world we live in. Like um, you see this atrocity in, in Ukraine, and at the same time, you see your government really just like not doing much to help, right? Um, and you know why? I mean, it's you know that you know, at least if you're quasi-informed, you do, which people are these days, right? Because uh, you know that Europe needs the energy, and they can't really you know go in there and 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 put an end to it and. Um, at the same time, uh, the majority of Americans don't want that, right? Well, you know the polls are so weird. If you look at it, hmm. it's like a majority says we're not doing enough, and a majority says they don't want to start another major conflict, right? So, um, to to some extent, you do just have to uh, be a witness to, to to those things. And 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 with Twitter, there's literal live feed of of human carnage and the toll that it's. Um, taken, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about more about that uh, wealth inequality, mm-hmm. right? Because um, time is lapsing now, right? We were talking about the Cantillian effect a while mm-hmm. ago. In fact, when we presented in, in, in New Orleans, I had a slide about it. And if you remember, it's it's like honey, right? When the money comes out from the king, it goes to the center, and then it goes all the way out to the, to the edges. And, and honey is, is viscous, so it takes time to trickle out. So those... Uh, stimulus checks that came out were, were early last year. It's been a while since the PPP and the stimulus and, and the checks got uh, mailed out and um, you know business owners got uh, checks immediately, right? Um, and uh, people got smaller checks um, after that. And then it's taken that money time to work itself at, through the system, right? And so uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, I think it's it's worked its way through the system yep. now, right? That, that inflation came in a while ago. We've talked about this. We've talked about oil prices in, in late 2020 and yeah. how they started to ascend from there. That was like the, the honey starting to drip down. And now it's all the way out to the edges, right? Now it's at the pump. Now it's $5 uh, gas at the pump. It's gone all the way through the system and it's all the way out. And at the same time, uh, it, it's coming to people's pocketbooks, like it didn't seem like people were short on cash at disney i've I've got to be honest i mean the 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 park was packed the the mickey mouse ears cost thirty dollars a piece and they were flying off the shelves and i got three kids that's ninety dollars in fucking mickey mouse ears people were buying the shit out of them um with wads i mean I, you know you see when people take out their anyway people got cash right now so it's come all the way out to the edge asset prices inflated right so even if you weren't a huge asset owner last year as long as you had a 401k or, or own some sort of assets you make 25 27 uh, on your money what i want to say is uh, a couple of things um uh, remember that that honey analogy right it's all the way out here to, to the edge you want to say something i know, don't forget you wrote it down <laughs>
0: I'm stupid. I, you said huge asset, and I thought but lab dancing was <laughs> still 20
1: bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. So you can, I could get four and a half lap dances so for my Mickey ears. <laughs> oh, man. Um, back to inflation.
0: Nick is the adult in the room, y'all. I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, giant assets. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you sort of said it so that then you get this wealth inequality and um, I was going to talk about the lightning lane, right? Because yep. not only are the, are the are the the Mickey ears 30 bucks and, and people are flushed with uh, cash, you know, as a culture, we know this, right? Like Disney's got the lightning lane, which I didn't really know about. You can just like pay more money mm-hmm. to jump ahead of people who don't want to pay more money. So uh, that's not going uh, away Anytime soon, but uh, the point I wanted to make with the honey was was the inflation. So now it's all the way to the edge of the dish, right? Uh, and this is really the point I wanted to make. Sorry, uh, <laughs> no, and well, I'm just sorry. like people, just like people, when oil was forty dollars, were like, "Nah, it's not inflation." Like, and, and we, I was talking about the crabs, and they were like, "Nah, it's not inflation," right? Because people think linearly, and and people, and the market is cyclical, is what That's I want to say. So now. Now that that inflation is all the way to the edge and you're literally pumping it into your car and putting it into your mouth every day, it's gonna reverberate the other the other way is is what I was gonna say. And that doesn't mean um, that inflation recedes, right? The honey is sticky, honey and money is sticky. Um, I got that in a letter today, that's why it's fresh in my mind. So uh, it takes a while to recede. So look, you got inflation at a 40 year high, 7% or whatever it is, right? Um, Well, 6% is still high inflation, but it's not growing inflation, right? And that's what people need to to understand, that inflation can be high and persistent and still not uh, inflating, increasing, right? Um, And that's sort of where we where we are. It's it's the same thing as December 2020, but in reverse. Just like nobody could believe that oil was about to go to 140 bucks over the next year. Nobody can believe that the brakes of the economy are about to get stepped on really hard and that the, um, the price increases aren't going to be as fast as they um, were, but you're still going to have to pump uh, Five dollar gas into your car for the next couple of months, and that's going to eat into that wad. Which is that—that that, that was like the last point I wanted to make. So the people that are flush with cash that have a little bit left over, um, that that cash is being eaten into because of higher costs, right? And that that causes recession. And we know that's coming because of the inverted yield curve. And there's probably a couple more things to say there, but I think that tied it together pretty good. Now,
0: I think you did a brilliant job with that. Let's talk about how you can make some money from this stuff because ultimately that's why a lot of you listen to this podcast, right? Uh, Rants aside, um, gold hanging in there beautifully, 1930, 1950, 1960. We're seeing that consistently be the new comfortable range as to where before we talked about this, often um 1800 was the floor 1910 1915 1920 seems to be the new floor which to me points to new all-time highs coming on right down the pipeline i mean we have a dollar index that last i checked was really flirting with that 100, 100 mark right it's right at 99.50 the last time that i peaked so for for the dollar to be going this way for gold to be rising uh, right alongside with it You know, the third leg to my little prediction crystal ball stool that I had a year and a half or two ago. And I was saying, you know, for gold to break out sustainably, we're going to need the broader indices rising alongside a higher dollar and alongside gold. Well, two of of those three things have come to pass. And I think the third one, the U-turn in the overall indices whether it's the S&P, the NASDAQ, or the Dow, I think that happens when the Fed does the about face. And for everyone out there that's just looking at today and saying, well, yes, but my expert on television in one of the eight boxes told me that I should expect eight rate hikes. Eight might not happen, folks. Eight probably won't happen, but let's just assume it does. It still doesn't matter because the market is forward thinking and is going to front run the pivot and the about face that the Fed's going to have to do because at the debt levels that the US has eight rate hikes anything past 3% is not sustainable and can literally break the system and I think when the market sniffs that out when we get close enough to that U-turn that Powell is 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 going to have to make um watch out what you think gold is 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 high now watch out for that you think think inflation in the, in the streets is is something to to behold Watch when that turns, and then I think it's a rush, right? I think we're gonna have Dow fifty thousand and everything up sixty percent within the next couple of years. I know it sounds a little crazy right now, while the overall indices go backwards, but it's coming. And and you know what's sniffing that out? Commodities and the stocks. And boy, is this starting to trickle down in the right sectors? Uranium, lithium, um, oil for the past year and a half. You've been spot on with that, Nick. I mean, we've had some wins recently that I I look at my account, I look at my holdings and I'm like, nothing happens. And then it all happens in two weeks or two months. Right. And it's kind of been like that here for a little bit. And I think unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you're positioned, that is the trend moving forward for a good little bit.
1: All that is well said and, 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 and spot on. Um, um, with slowing growth and the the overall indices still down, especially in tech stocks are down much more than the yep. overall S and P because the S and P has some things that have done okay, like um, utilities, for example. Um, the flight is on to, to to havens, and and gold is one of those. I mean, uh, you can look back to to 2016 to see the the last time we had a little breakout like this, and this one is uh, more magnified than uh, that. Um, I, I don't have a lot else to add there. I've been saying to buy GDXJ. That looks really good. We've had a, a royalty promo out there for a year, and now Stansberry's got a royalty promo out there. So um, the Great big copy is, is 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 growing on gold. Did you know it was the the easiest and the safest way to get rich in the gold sector, Gerardo? And silver, I guess we should add on there because uh, the precious metals uh, run together, and so um, get your allocations in the big miners, and then you know due diligence in, in the smaller ones and the exploration companies across the metals, because um, there's opportunities in um, uh, both metals and in, 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 in different sectors of the markets. So um, you know, a perfect example of that is you know. I was writing two letters this week, a safe letter and a speculative letter. And in, in one, you know, we buy a gold ETF and in the other we buy uh, a 60 cent gold developer, right? And, and that's sort of the um, difference. They're both um, vetted and they both uh, are researched and, and 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 have their independent, their individual catalyst, why we own them, but they're an entirely different s- spectrums of the um, market. And so... Um, when we look at what's working now i mean gold is up 8 8%, 8% for the mm-hmm. year like year to date while while the while the while the s&p is down some 4% and so um i start to feel like a broken record saying you got to stay defensive and these are the sectors you got to be in but you know gold and commodities is is where it's at and so um there's various ways to participate in that in that sector those sectors of the market and Um, Absolutely. That's what we're here for. So, yeah, I had a new recommendation in in the foundational profits this week. The April issue, it's not even out yet. It goes out tomorrow, April 8th. So um, we'll put a link up to to check out that issue for sure. Look,
0: it's a changing world, folks. Um, I remember, and and not Scott specifically, but Scott Melby, right, who's executive vice president um, of, of, of UEC, Uranium Energy Corp. I remember you know, years ago, Scott and the, the uranium crowd in general, we would be in New Orleans or we'd be at a conference in Beaver Creek. Um, and, and you know, we'd just bump into people. And if, if they were involved in uranium, they all had like this downtrodden look like we know what the supply demand fundamentals are. We know it's coming. We just don't know when and we think it's this year and we thought it was this year for the last eight years. And it was like, it was what gold bugs look like to me right now. When I get the emails and I talk to people in the gold space and I see companies hit uh, on, on, on phenomenal results and the market, yawns sometimes. But I remember that dejected look that the uranium company execs had a few years ago. And now I look and then, you know, I reach out to Scott uh, for an interview, and he emails me back, and he's saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on my way to testify before the U.S. Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources. Can we do it the week after?" And then I email him the week after, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on a special mission to Russia to meet with, you know, so and so and so and so." And it's just the, the, these are just scenarios that have developed over the last year or so, but that, like the Fed policy pivot, were so obvious to everyone who was paying attention. Because of the way the dominoes were lining up, nobody knew exactly when they would start tipping over. And now the critical metals dominoes are tipping over. Um, the natural resource dominoes are tipping over. And Folks, there, is re- there are some really simple ways to make some good money off of it. If you're patient, the gold sector, the juniors, the producers, the mid tiers they are so undervalued. Um, relative to to cash flow, relative to resource bases, relative to exploration upside, if you can put a metric around that, you're, you might have to be patient. You may have to wait another three months for a real, real breakout. But man, you can position, you can scale in and add aggressively. If you're less patient, and I just wrote about this, if you're less patient and you want to get busy and you don't mind the volatility, every time you get a 20% pullback in uranium, go buy your favorite uranium name. And then wait for it to rip another forty percent, then take a little off. Wash, repeat, and rinse. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Pick the order. Just get it done. It's two steps forward, one step back. I looked at some of the uranium names. One that you got me into here recently at ten cents. It's at a buck eighty in three weeks. It's ridiculous. Lithium, same thing. There are so many opportunities in the market. Labrador uranium. We 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 wrote a check initially at some dumb low price and. That's up some 13 fold. I highlighted it here a few weeks ago and it was in the 85, 90 cent range. It's at a dollar 30 today. It's up a good 45, 50% in just a couple of weeks. There are ways to do this that can be very profitable for you if you have a little bit of time or are willing to accept a little bit of guidance and a whole lot of accountability because ultimately what you buy, what you sell is, is up to you. We just provide the ideas, right? From time to time, they work out. That's my
1: TED Talk. We bought the, the lightning lane for sure. Um, yeah, the the stocks have been doing well. So um, yeah, you said that, you said that, I mean, you said that really good. So um, not just be willing to, to, to take advice, but be willing to put capital down into to maybe something that you haven't um, done before. You know, they say, there's always a bull market somewhere, is is the old saying, right? For a long, long time, it was fangs and tech stocks. I mean, the market was going up for for ten years, and now things are a bit different. And so, um, you have to be willing to 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 go to to other places to, to allocate capital to get those returns. It just happens to be uh, in the sectors that that we dabble in and have been um, forecasting we're going to come into favor play yeah. here. Yeah, come into favor in. in this sort of time frame, and and here we are. So um, there's lots of opportunities out there across um, risk tolerances um, and across durations. I mean, you like um, you know short-term speculations, you like long-term buy and hold. There's ways to 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 do this um, relative to to your own personal preferences and and, and risk appetites and. I think we're seeing the the pitches pretty clearly here, and have de- delivered some uh, fantastic returns. You know, you watch stocks go from ten cents to to a dollar <laughs> eighty in, in a couple of weeks when you haven't even got your your. The company doesn't even have a website yet, Gerardo. Um, I reached out to you. I said they were sending me my shares. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter as much you know, when I
0: wrote the check. It matters a lot more a few weeks later.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is that mania mania stage, and you said it right. Um, however you want to wash your hair, take some off when they run, um, buy some more when they, when it cools back down and, oh, that's what I wanted to say. I stalled long enough that I remembered it. Um, is, you know, we align what we write about with what we're doing with our own capital. So you mentioned the, the accountability. Um, hopefully it's easier for you to take that advice when you know that someone or, us, that's someone on the other end of the the advice or the recommendation is, has capital in that, in that same position or, you know, betting on that same direction, you know, long the stock or whatever it is, right? Um, and that's where we are. So, you know, when we write about uh, putting money in this gold stock or that uranium stock, we own it and, and we obviously benefit from it. So uh, one of the challenges, given that we call this our therapy sessions, for me at least, is uh, keeping it not accountable, but explaining constantly that, you know, we're in, in all sorts of, of yeah. positions. Right. And that's, that speaks to to private placements and why they're beneficial and the, the need to get an earlier, but not, um, the absolute necessity to get in earlier. Right. I mean, there's, um, not everybody's an accredited investor. And so uh, when I write about a company that, um, you know, I, I invested in privately, sometimes in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, make sure you tell them you're in cheaper. And that's just the ethical thing sure. to do. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, that has no bearing mm-hmm. on, you know, why I think the stock could go higher from from, from this entry point. Right. We can't go back in time and, and get you yeah. cheaper. But that doesn't mean that when Kucho Copper runs to 90 and we sell and it pulls back to, to 60 and I buy more of that um, I'm doing that to uh, you know, pump the stocker because I own it, it's because I think it's going to run back to ninety, and, and I'm exercising my warrants at the same time. I'm telling you to buy the stock, so um, that aligning of of, of priorities and, and having the, the the same bottom line as the the subscribers is uh, sort of the mantra of of what we do around here and how we show you um, how to profit from things in, in various sectors of the market. And I
0: have to shout out West Haven Gold.
1: I was going to say when you said nobody was getting this spot, Yeah, because yeah.
0: they yeah. are one of these stocks, that, that company and that group of guys and gals that has been telling you. You can go to resourcestockdigest.com, right? And you can listen to my interviews with Gareth for the past year, let's say. And he's been explaining exactly the way it was going to play out. We're going to have a lot of drills turning. We're going to spend a lot of money on exploration um we're figuring out the model we're gonna refine that model but we believe there's high grade shoots all over this property and eventually we're gonna have that tiger by the tail and latch onto to one of these that makes the market move so this week the stock opens at right around the 40 cent level and then they hit 23 meters of 37.24 grams per ton gold and 200 something grams per ton silver and all of a sudden you look a couple of days later and that 40 cent stock is damn near 80 cents it's at 75 cents today it happens quick folks. And you had whole oh, year if you believed Gareth and you liked the asset and you were patient to buy it 40 cents, 45 cents, 35 cents. Um, I, I think it's got a lot of legs. West Haven's not going to be the last company that figures out the geology and, and ends up with, you know, one of those hits that really gets it back on the radar of speculators. And it's, it's encouraging to see them get the response that they got in the market. Because it means some of you are actually still paying attention. You're just being more selective with, with your capital, as you should be. As you should be. Good for Sounds you. Good, That's a yeah. great sign.
1: Yeah, I was going to shout that out as well. I mean, um, and I was one who who didn't buy because I was waiting for uh, another zone, right? And and might have to take another look. Um, Now that that zone is here, I mean, the, there will be a pullback. trees will grow to the sky. So um, it's certainly one now that has you know checked off that other box where it's like okay it's not just one zone of mineralization there's one that's a significant distance away and I've been there I've literally I mean I put my boots on the ground I drove there so um and that's what I came away from there wanting to see where's the this other pod or this other what would you call it a swarm shoot? Bird? Zone or a, new high grade. Yeah, yeah. So now that they've found there, it's, it's, it's definitely on the radar and, and good for shouting them out. Cause, cause I want them to do the same.
0: Before yeah. we leave, we got to talk Uranium $63. Cause we keep bringing up these Uranium deals that have gone very well for us and for subscribers and, and for people that have followed our work and our calls on Uranium. And I think it's important for us to explain that the fun is kind of just getting started, right? Uranium just broke through the $62 level. We've been talking about uranium since it was in the 20s, telling you it was headed, or I've been telling you anyway on my end of it. I don't know what Nick's top line prediction is, but I, I think the uranium spot price will overshoot to over $200. I don't think it's sustainable, but I think it goes there before it's all said and done. I think it happens within the next 12 months. If the equities right now are at these levels with uranium at $62, Let's suppose I'm wrong and uranium doesn't overshoot to 200. Let's just suppose it just goes to 120. You can do the math, folks, on on, on where you think these names will be. It's such a tiny sector. When capital comes rushing in looking for exposure, there's literally not enough to go around without driving these valuations to sometimes absurd levels. And I think we're going to see that across the uranium space. And man, I'm positioned for it. And I hope you all are as well, because it's going to be Fun and profitable, fun and profitable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of not a lot of sellers. I haven't been selling a lot of uranium. Uh, it's hard equity <laughs> a, 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 at all. Um, the tiniest tiniest bit, and I wrote about this in the letter when I did it at Encore, just after sure. the merger. I mean, the tiniest bit, and still hold a lot of it, uh, like a lot. And so, at least for, for my portfolio, so. No, I agree. I mean, the reason we've been in uranium for this long is to to get that initial part of the move, which we're starting to get. But the move is the main move is still far off. I mean, mania is in uranium is uh, thousands or tens of thousands of percent, not hundreds of percent. And so um, that's what we're um, waiting for here, and, and and that hasn't come yet. And, and the last thing I would say there is uh, the other thing we haven't mentioned is is crypto and. Um, you're starting to get other asset classes outperforming it, even its its volatile nature, right? When you have uh, these 15, 20% a day moves, uh, screenshot days yeah. in uranium stocks. I mean, that's that's what crypto was doing like last last spring, right? And so um, not that, that crypto is dead, but you see how at certain periods at certain cycles in the market, how different asset classes... Um, respond differently. And it's it's uh, not just cryptos and, and meme stocks that can deliver those, uh, what do they call them? Moonshots. Moon
0: well, anything else you want to get off your chest, Nick? I got mine. I feel so much lighter. I'm more zen. It's opening day. My Cubs are playing the Brewers. Go Cubs. Life is good. I feel better now.
1: Um, you had marijuana legislation. Do we need to talk about that?
0: You you know, it's, it's it again, two steps forward, one step back, right? The house. Yeah. The house has passed marijuana legislation. We'll see what happens in the Senate. Uh, It's still amazing to me, the people that oppose this. Um, You know, I I read a story and now you're going to rile me up again. I read a story the other day about a guy that was sentenced to 126 years because he provided fentanyl laced, heroin to someone who ended up dying horrible 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 situation um lots of fentanyl related deaths all across the country this guy got 126 years however you feel about drug use or the dealing of drugs that results in death however you feel about that be consistent because the purdue family is out here running around like it's all fucking cake and unicorns and rainbows and not one of them has seen a day in prison so that's, that's it. That's, uh, I'll leave that there. Cause I could go on for another hour about the disparity in, in sentencing and who we choose to prosecute and why, but again, bringing it back to marijuana, two steps forward, one step back. This is a step forward. Uh, let's see where it goes.
1: Yeah. I've been saying that the uranium, yeah, <laughs> excuse me, the, the marijuana stocks are, they're bottoming, but they haven't bottomed. So, um, the Senate's not going to pass the bill that the House just passed. Chuck Schumer's being a dick. Um, he's being a dick. He wants to—he wants it to be his own legislation, basically. Um, there's some who are speculating that AOC might challenge him for his seat, uh, and he's waiting to see um, if that materializes. And, and the candidate's legislation might be his, his counterpunch there. Uh, and so it's Chuck Schumer holding it up. But... Cannabis legislation in, in general has has taken a a hypocritical backseat, right? You had Biden who said that um, he wasn't gonna uh, he was gonna let the states do it and, and the feds weren't gonna interfere, and he never you know signed the letter that was gonna you know make that uh, the decree or whatever. And, and also, you remember we talked about the the Biden staffers that were kicked out for having admitted to to smoke marijuana, and so there's a lot of doublespeak. Um, going on. And, and there's just a lot of, of bureaucratism, I would say, even at the state level. Like uh, New Jersey passed legal weed on the ballot in November 2020, and they still don't have legal weed. Like they can't agree at the the state committee level, like how to implement it. And so uh, even when it's a ballot measure that gets passed, it's 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 not being implemented. And so it's just slow. But uh, the flip side of that is 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 therein lies the opportunity, right? I mean, not that you should be in there buying the marijuana stocks hand over fist, but um, we own a couple that uh, you know we're down slightly on, not a lot, uh, but that are going to deliver multiples once the um, once the sector turns, once the legislation does get passed, and so um, that opportunity in the in the delayed uh, passage in this malaise in the market, let's call it, is um, one where you can identify a couple cannabis stocks uh, that are going to rise from the ashes and, um, you know, come out of the other side ahead of this. The other thing I was going to say about uh, the painkillers is 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 psilocybin and, and, and mushrooms. There was an article somebody sent me today in the USA Today um, about how if you uh, Basically, if you did mushrooms, you were less uh, likely to get addicted to painkillers. And that's just what it is. But there's also studies that show that that psilocybin can be used uh, instead of drugs for not just not painkillers, but uh, antidepressants and, and other things. So that's two different but very important things. One is... Um, it can prevent you getting addicted to things that are very serious. Now we have over hundred thousand drug deaths a year. That's like, mm-hmm. that's way up. Um, but also can be used to um, hopefully, uh, at least for me prescribe less, you know, chemical pills overall, yeah. right. And more, more natural medicine. And so uh, two things there, the marijuana market is bottoming and you should start to identify winners. And a similar in the, in the, in the psilocybin space, not that it's bottoming, it's just getting started. It's nascent. And so, um, you gotta be looking at companies there. And those are just two spaces that I uh, happen to be interested in and don't know everything about, but I've um, made money in the past and try to do so again, for sure.
0: Well said. Um, yeah, let's see where this legislation goes. Let's see how it evolves. There's a lot of fuckery going on in Washington, folks, and it's not just the sex and cocaine-fueled orgies. I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. Thank you for putting up with us, y'all. This was episode 164 of Bizarro World. Go Cubs!
1: Protect your big assets.